Hello, and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, so I bring divine through to talk to you, not pontificate to you, so you can establish a relationship with them that you can carry on outside of any sessions you have with me. I'm also an energy healer, a Reiki master, a past life explorer and healer, a facilitator for healing, and I'm also a teacher with tools and techniques to share so you can work with yourself too. I have links in the description box for where you can find podcasts, give me some financial support to help me continue providing this content, and other contact information. I do thank you for all the support I get in whatever form it comes to me. On the platforms for podcasts, I upload meditations on Mondays and my thoughts on metaphysical topics and techniques on Thursdays. Yes, I'm available for online sessions and for phone consultations. Uh, contact me for current pricing and availability and even my schedule of what online events I'll be at. The best way to contact me, though, is through email at suzypgoins at gmail.com. And yes, that will be in the description box, too. So I talk a lot about grounding and connecting most of my um a lot of my meditations will include some method of, for you to ground and center and then connect with your, with your higher self or with divine. And there's another application for that particular meditation, and it's for body scans. A body scan is when you check in with your body at various points. And if there is some message that your body wants to give you, relating to that body part, you listen and you breathe into it and then you can release it. You don't have to do this meditation in a scan. Uh, you don't have to do the scan in a meditation format, but it is a way to multitask and to hit it up. Sometimes you can just scan it like they do in the sci-fi series, you know, you get that red laser light that... Mm, and, you know, science officer always says, we're being scanned. And you can do that to yourself. It's very fun. Um, when I'm working with a client, I will ask him if I can scan their bodies when I'm teaching them the grounding and connecting, always with consent. And it's great. It allows you to move forward quite a bit on your healing. So as you become more aware of your body, you can ask and identify those issues that you can heal. That's what the body scan is. I do have a podcast, a, a podcast, a meditation already set up for grounding and connecting. That's just kind of a, a general thing, pulling up the energy and bringing down the energy. So we're going to multitask today while, well, Monday, we will multitask and I'll actually take you through a meditation to do that. Um, but today I'm going to just give you a load of information about what significance um, each body part can have. And it is a lot of information. I think I'm going to develop an, a way to access my notes on it so that for a fee of $10, I can send you a digital copy of it because I don't expect you to just remember all of this all at once. Um, so with what I ask you to do as, as we go through this, you know, I always start a meditation with you 
using calming breaths. So you breathe in love and you exhale that which no longer serves you and you go and you do that. And then you get to a place of protection and love. It's a lot of breathing, which in and of itself has been known to help calm you down, take you out of that sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze place into a, a more relaxed and open place where healing can actually happen. That's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Um, and this is, it's a good thing just to practice breathing anyway. It's something we do 24-7, so let's put it to work for other things. This is going to be a longer list of things because I have a load of information to share. So there we go. Um, let's see. Let's, I got to poke through my notes again. Um, so we talked about that. Talked about that. And again, as uh, not again, I haven't said it the first time. I understand some folks may want to have a reference for what means what where. And I'll go through this list kind of fast. I don't know. I'd like to keep this to 20 minutes. We'll see about that. Um, but your mileage may vary. So what I tell you here may not be resonant with you. And that's okay. And this list is not exhaustive in, by any means. Um, but it's not written in stone. But it's a really good place for you to start to give you that confidence um, that you may need in which to do this. I do encourage you as you are scanning your body to ask what the source of the issue is or if it has a message and your body will know better than any internet search. So listen and trust what you hear. There are several good books out there about what your body can tell you. Louise Hayes Louise Hay, singular, has several books correlating to body ailments, to conditions with whatever causes, what, um, what metaphysical causes they can have, and then affirmations for healing. But, you know, <laughs> that book's downstairs, <laughs> and I don't want to go dig it up. So I recommend you go look up Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life, I think is one of the titles. And, you know, if you can buy it from Hay House, do that. So, uh, nothing written in stone. Scan yourself. Boy, I'm going to say it again. Listen to your own body and trust what you hear. I've said it twice now. Must be true. So, here we go. I'm going to give you some in general things first, and then we'll work from our feet up. So, in general, when you have an issue that's on the left side of your body. The left side is passive. It's receiving. It's feminine. The yin uh, can indicate something from the past, more spiritual aspects, an internal, like um, introspective issue. There's a possibility some folks have, they take too much and they don't release enough if that makes sense. And on the other hand, the right side is active and it projects. It's your projecting side and masculine and the young. It's about the future. It's about material aspects, external influences. Um, that's a case of somebody who might give so much and yet take nothing in return. So 
there's possibilities of imbalances being noticed there. When you feel something that it, during your scan that's on the front side of your body, that's the energy that you send out. Your thoughts, emotions, and connections. We talk about energy, energy cords. We talk about that too. And then from the back, it's energy you get from others. Okay. And um, if, you know, we're looking, if you feel something during your scan that's about your bones, that's about resentment. Yeah, I guess that's some stuff I need to look at. Um, and ligaments are about control. Muscles hold guilt. The nerves are about imbalanced communication. Your skin, um, it's about un feeling unworthy or inadequate, you know, feeling comfortable in your skin. Tendons are about flexibility. So your tendons and ligaments can be tight. And so being able to relax them, to stretch them out, would indicate more flexibility in rolling with whatever life throws at you. And joints are also about flexibility and support. And your body's got all kinds of, of joints, you know, your fingers, your toes, your hips, all that stuff. Um, and so looking at these conditions that affect those um, those parts of your body, those bear additional looking at. Okay, so that's a lot of general stuff. And so now we're going to go look at different body parts, starting with your feet. So in reflexology, the feet have pressure points for all the locations in your body, all the, the organs. Okay, so those are, and, and your ears too, but the feet are the ones that get that connection to the earth. You know, you tread on the earth with your feet and they are your connection with Mother Earth, even with your own mother. They also support you when you stand up for yourself and your beliefs. Okay, so you, do you know the phrase, stand your ground? So this is you standing in your power, you standing up for your beliefs, whether you're immovable in that or you're willing to take those steps to grow, that's part of what your feet signify. So moving up to the ankles, again, about flexibility because they're joints. Um, you know, do you have an, if, if you have problems with your ankles, is there an inability to adapt? Are you balanced or not? Are you taking, making movements, stepping forward, stepping backwards? It also helps direct you. What direction are you taking? Your ankle problems could be indicators of that. Moving up to your shins. Think shin splints. You know, those runners who, whose legs hurt them all the time. They're moving forward. They're pounding the pavement. Well, it's also a buildup of grief, of fear of the future. There's a lot of forward movement in the shins and calves. Those are very power. The calves are very powerful muscles. I think that's also where um, a lot of cramping comes from. So, what sort of movement are you making? Are you not making? I, I know that cramps in your calves are an indicator of potassium deficiency or dehydration. So, it's a question of are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. So. 
what worry do you have? You know, I'll find, you'll find that your body can hold anger in so many of its different flavors in so many different parts of your body. So check in to see if you're holding anger there. I mean, oh, oh, back to your shins. Have you ever barked your shins? Like hit them on something? I mean, it really hurts and it can stop you in your tracks. So shins are also an indicator that you're not moving, that you're frozen in place. Ask your body what could cause that. Okay, up to your knees. Again, a joint, flexibility. They allow movement on different levels. Knees are also related to pride or humility. You know, you kneel before somebody else and it's a sign of humility or respect. To bend your knees is to honor someone or something. Locked up knees can indicate an inability to move past your ego or pride, ignoring the wisdom to move forward on change. And you know, taking a knee in sports is the response when a player is down. It's the team's response for when a player is down and all play stops. It's another sign of respect. Okay, this is going faster than I thought, so I'm happy with that. Maybe I'll slow down talking. <laughs> we'll see about that. So your thighs, they are your body's support system. They usually store feelings of anger. Huh, fancy that. Fear, um, a sense of vulnerability, or a lack of protection, a sense of vulnerability. I mean, ladies, let's talk about it. How many times has somebody said your thighs need to look a particular way? You know, your body needs to look a particular way. So, oh, this is a bonus information I hadn't planned on. Um, weight can be considered a layer of protection. Um, which is terribly interesting to me. Um, you know, what are you protecting yourself from or hiding from? But so back to the thighs. Um, so it's a sense of vulnerability. Um, upper thigh pain is related to the traumas that can be brought back from the past, childhood traumas, if you will. Um, decisions that we regret from the past can also be stored in this area. Pain from the hips to the thighs are our separation from our desire and decision to move forward because, you know, it's all hooked up to the hips and the glutes, which is movement forward. Hips are about free will and decision making. You know, it's, it's the big muscles, so it has the big forward movements. Each step is your body falling forward and then your other leg pulls up to stop it. Your hips facilitate that. Hips also have the pelvic bowl. I got to make an added note of that one. The pelvic bowl, which is, it not only contains your, your genitals and your, your reproductive organs, but it also is that cauldron of creativity. Um, I'll touch on that in just a second. Uh, next is your glutes. Those are those big muscles back there. They are power muscles. And uh, what else? They can also hold on to a fear of failing, of falling on one's ass, if you will. 
okay. It's okay. You get to stretch them out and let them live. Okay, so now on to reproductive organs. They can hold on to sexual frustration or trauma, about guilt about not fitting in. Um, they are both the uterus and the prostate areas. Um, those particular gender specific, well, uh, those sexual organs, they are related to creativity and fertility, not the baby making part of it per se, but about your creativity. How do you express yourself in all the different ways a person can express themselves? Yep, I'm making notes. <laughs> Next, we move up to your intestines. Your intestines are about processing what you take in, whether it's food, information, situations, emotions, and what you take in versus what you send out. So it can be that you're not feeding your body or your soul with wholesome food or other input, and your digestion reflects that. Constipation is being stuck in, is getting all stuck, stuck. You're not processing what comes in. You're not releasing or processing or letting go or dealing with your own stuff, if you will. We got to keep this kid friendly. You know, sometimes your metabolism is slow and you take a long time to digest information or food. Diarrhea could be processing too much too fast or processing something that's not even yours. If you can process stuff that doesn't serve you up quickly, that can be a surprise. But then you get that added, oh my, of the emergency part of it. And yeah, uh, intestines are related to anger. Losing one's stuff, if you will. So you can hold on to this anger too long and then suddenly blow up, so to speak. The intestines can tell you about that. Your stomach is also a center of intake. You take in food and it's broken down there. You can have an upset stomach or the phrase, I just can't stomach that or I don't have the stomach for it. So we're talking about fortitude, um, fear, stress, you know, ulcers. Oh my gosh. I remember in the what, 70s where they figured out that stress can cause you to, um, the stomach acids to feed upon your stomach. So you are literally eating yourself from the outside, inside. So you can look at that. Um, uh, let's see. So fear, imbalance, things are slow to process. Excess worry, you know, is stress. Excessive acid, I'm sorry, is very possibly about excessive worry. And you don't want to process the emotions. Uh, let's see what else. Liver. The liver is about anger. No surprise there. But I find that it is a lot of old anger that gets stored there. So whether it's from childhood or adolescence, adolescence seems like this prime ground for being angry at everybody and everything. 
um, and then you can hang on to that if you don't move past it. Uh, yeah, that's all I got on the lever. Kidneys are the home for fear, for shock, trauma, or imbalance. I mean, you can function with a single kidney, but it and it grows larger to accommodate that missing twin. But to release that fear, you know, drinking the water helps you flush your kidneys, and that's what helps to flush out all of this old stuff that you've let go of. Now, the spleen, I love that saying that word, the spleen is part, oops, I'm past 20 minutes. Okay, guys, it's going to take much longer than I thought. The spleen is part of the digestive system, and it helps to break down food and new, and break things down into useful nutrients. Worry challenges it. Emotional blockages live there. So not letting go of emotions or overthinking can cause some trouble there. The pancreas. Ah, the pancreas. It produces insulin to help you, your body process glucose or sugar into energy. It's a metaphor for the sweetness in your life. Do you see all the good that you have around you? All the positive, even in these turbulent times? Or do you live in a place of nobody likes me, everybody hates me, everything stinks and I'm useless and all that, that could be a problem and produce a problem with your pancreas. Or do you see too much stuff? See, we're talking about balance again here. Do you see too much good in it? Or not seeing the goodness in a realistic way, I think they call that Pollyanna, where she found something good in everything, which in and of itself is not bad. It's finding that silver lining in things. But if you are seeing that silver lining to the exclusion of being realistic, that can pose a problem. That's meaning you're probably avoiding seeing the truth or processing what the reality is. Okay, lungs. I remember in like in TVs like Gilligan's Island, they would do some sort of, of Somebody had water in their lungs and they would say, out with the old and in with the new. And that's what your lungs do. They bring in air for you to process and oxygenate and they send out that carbon dioxide, which, if you think about it, is a great reason to have plants because you two are working in symbiosis together. That's my big word today. But it's the same thing, you know, you're sending your lungs can be representative of sending out or releasing old thought processes or these man-made constructs that don't serve you anymore. And then incorporating or, yeah, bringing in, breathing new life into your spiritual life by looking at new ways of thinking that allow you to improve your vibration. Your lungs can hold sadness and other emotional blockages like, oh, anger, Fear. Um, so breathing in, they all, the lungs also help to give you the air you need to speak your truth. Okay. Next we go on to the heart. I could probably just direct you to looking at your heart. And what I want to wonder is if you release whatever you're holding in your heart that's not helping you, if that helps the rest of your body. I would be very very interested in hearing anybody's feedback on that. Okay, so 
more specifically about the heart, I use the phrase heart center. It's, it's the seat of your soul. The eyes are the window to your soul, but your heart is the seat. It's an emotional center which processes everything you feel, whether it's love, happiness, sorrow, or pain. You know, to get too much worry adds stress to your heart, which manifests in unpleasant outcomes, we'll say. (laughs) It's a really important organ. There's a lot of past life pain that can be stored in the heart. Your heart can be broken, and yet it can be glued back together. Next is, we're getting out of the organs now. We're going to move more into the physical structure. Um, your shoulders are all about responsibilities. Your shouldering responsibility, whether you have too much responsibility or responsibility that's not yours. I feel that slumping shoulders would have too much responsibility, um, resentment of that, or inadequacy. Frozen shoulder would be not taking on, refusing to take on responsibility. Uh, let's see, what is it? I was just thinking that shimmies in, in dancing, that's a way to shake things off, to, to dust off that responsibility that's not yours. Biceps and triceps. Let's go down the arms now. Biceps and triceps. Your arms about all the heavy lifting you do, whether it's picking up a package or doing that spiritual work, that heavy lifting, doing that deep diving stuff. So the biceps definitely can be about heavy lifting. Are you willing to? Are you not? Elbow. Another joint. It's a flexibility willing to just do the work. Then your forearms. (laughs) I'm going to date myself again with all the TV I've watched as a kid. I think of Popeye the Sailor Man. He had these massive forearms because he was strong to the finish because he ate his spinach, but that's not the thing. But it's another component of doing that heavy lifting in your spiritual journey. And then your arms end up with your hands. So your palms hold an energy portal. You know, if your hands hurt, check to see if you're allowing divine energy to come through that palm. When, like, when you're doing paperwork, bless your work. It can be closed with a backup of energy, becoming aware that you are an energy worker because I feel we all can use energy to help. That opens up the doors for you to play with energy, and maybe that's why your hands are hurting is because you haven't let that energy through. Or do they? your hands feel small and contracted? Energy is being pulled away, say, by devices you hold on to. I know lately I've been playing with my phone and my hands hurt because they're always in that contracted state. So stretching those out will help me release that energy. Um, open hands are also a way to receive, let that universe know you're open to receiving divine abundance. Closed energies can't. Closed fists <laughs> can't. I think that's why I like these Thursday podcasts. I can leave in my bloopers. Yeah. So open hands accept. Closed hands do not. Also cause tension and holding anger. So open your hands to release the anger and to move you to action. Fingers. Oh, fingers. 
my favorite scene in pretty much all of filmdom is the county fair, the village fair in Willow by Ron Howard. Um, our hero, Willow, is one of five prospective apprentices to the wizard. And the wizard steps along as played by the brilliant Billy Barty. And he says, he holds up his hand and he says, which is the most powerful finger in the universe? And these guys are picking different fingers. And he, our, our wizard puts the finger down and grunts or shakes his head or, you know, clucks his tongue at them. And he gets to our hero, Willow. And there's one finger left. And Willow chews on his nail for a minute. And he hesitates. And then he touches that finger, the remaining finger. And the wizard turns around, hands outspread. He says, no apprentice this year. And everybody's all like, oh, man, and kicking rocks and beating themselves up. But the wizard approaches our hero later on. And he says, you hesitated. Why did you hesitate? Willow says, ah, I was stupid. No, tell me. I was going to pick my own finger. That's it. <laughs> your fingers are your most powerful tool in everything. They direct energy. You can point blame at somebody or you can point love at them. You use your fingers to conduct your world about you. So when you have pains in your finger, check to see that maybe there's a fear of power there. I know there's a fear. I have a fear of an, an unhealthy use of power. But when you're guided by divine, your power will be directed where it needs to be and the dose that it needs to be dispensed at. And for the high and maintaining an intention of for the highest and best for everyone involved that's in divine alignment. So relax, <laughs> let them be useful. So now we're moving back up to the shoulders, to the throat. Definitely about speaking your own truth. Your raw throat, is your throat raw? Maybe you're hollering and don't feel heard. Maybe if you have a, a tickle in your throat, you've got something you want to say, but you don't want to. This is about speaking your truth. Connected to that is your neck. That's about perspective. Stiff necks indicate an unwillingness to see things from different angles. Yeah, it's about sleeping funny. But if you look at it at the metaphysical level, it's about inflexibility or stubbornness. To have a very loose and mobile neck, you get to see things from other perspectives. Not just your perspectives but from other people's perspectives. Your jaw, oof, clenched jaw, so show, among other things, that you're biting back words. Maybe there's a buildup of energy there, like you're afraid you're going to explode, kind of like the digestion portion of the, the podcast. Are you afraid that you're going to say things in the wrong way? So that means you're holding yourself back you're also worried about how somebody else is going to respond. For that, I ask you to craft what you want to say in the best way you know how. Connect your heart 
to your mouth, to your throat, so that you can pick the words that you know are going to best express what you have to say in the best way possible. Send it out there, and then that other person's response is not your problem. They're going to respond how they're going to respond. The only control you have is your response. So you are, you know, pain in your jaws about worry and stress and fear of your own power, fear of releasing emotion. You do your best. Express your emotions in the best way you can. Next, some sinuses. Oh, boy, I used to get really bad sinus infections, and it was due to suppressed anger. I missed events because I was so angry that I had something to prove. I was de determined to show them because I thought, yeah, well, okay. So once I let go of this anger and this need to prove myself, my sinus infections really quit. So let's see, let me go. Okay, so there are reservoirs, your sinuses, that you have some that are in your forehead and not just around your nose, but your forehead. And I think you've got four actual chambers in there. There are sinuses and they are reservoirs for congestion and that congestion can be anger or worry <laughs> or stress. I mean, just fill that in all the time. You name it. There are unspoken feelings or it can be overthinking. So whatever you can hold on to, it's probably going to go to your sinuses. We're almost done. Um, eyes are about perception. Are you seeing too much or not seeing enough? Bloodshot eyes will hold suppressed sorrow or anger. <laughs> Again, I can't tell you, anything can hold anger. But there are so many flavors of anger. So as you talk to your body, you're going to find out what kind of anger it is. Anyway, so when you get something in your eye, what are you not seeing in yourself? Like Mark Twain says, nothing needs, what is it? Nothing needs fixing so much as another person's problems. Something like that. But it's easy to criticize everyone else, but not look at yourself. So eye problems could be about avoidance. Or are you, is your inner sight, are you not seeing the things or, or acknowledging the things you see that you don't have that tangible information for? Yeah. Other seeing, you know, that other seeing. ESP or not seeing you people people seeing you or not seeing you you know it's all the vision metaphors next are the ears and it's same with the ears I mean what are you not hearing are you listening conscientiously or actively or are you busy making up that bomb mole that that retort that's just gonna spurn your your opponent to a crisp so if you're actually listening to somebody, if you're hearing what they're saying, or are you listening to yourself? Uh, it's, do you listen to how you talk about yourself? Are you sarcastic, condescending, demeaning to yourself? Because your ears hear that. Your heart hears it, and it can really screw you up. So are you listening to your heart? Are you listening to yourself?
Are you listening to others? Are you actually hearing and integrating that information you're getting? Do you hear too much? Do you read too much into something? Or not enough? Yeah. Yeah. And so finally we have the brain. Oh my gosh. Your brain, my brain kicks into gear, of course, like at like one or two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> have you seen that that meme? It's like somebody in this dinosaur suit with lightsabers. This is my brain at three o'clock and it's hopping and jumping and waving around. It's like, that's what happens to me. So my brain starts to overthink. Or I get too impulsive and I don't think enough. Your brain can hurt for different reasons. Different parts of your brain will hurt for various things. Look, listen to it. See what your brain tells you. Your brain as an organ, not your ego. Okay, the ego is going to come in and tell you, eh, don't worry about it. You're fine. Or, oh my, you really should put too much emphasis on this. Just listen to your body. And every body part has a connection to spirit. Spirit is not limited to your physical body. It is grander and more glorious than you can ever hope. Your soul is more brilliant, I think, than you want to admit. And if you do admit that it's brilliant, well done. Your body is an excellent indicator of what your emotions or spirit has to tell you. Please listen to it. Now, again, I know that's a lot of information today. Oh my gosh, only almost 40 minutes. Woof. Well done if you've come this far. <laughs> so I know it's a lot of information here today. Again, I'll work to get my notes into a usable digital format. And then, um, you know, you can, I guess, check in my website, which means I need to update the website so that you have the option to request a digital copy for, you know, five, ten dollars. I'll decide how much for. Um, but you can email me at suzypgoins at gmail.com with comments, questions, you know, do all the liking and the subscribing and the following and the favoriting and all that stuff and the donate buttoning, buttoning, okay, all that that you can do. And I appreciate you, and I hope you have a lovely time. And until next time, blessings.